This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me, after their Christmas and New Year festivities, are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Welcome back. Getting them a good, uh, good break, both of you. Uh, still showing up, Eric. You know, <laughs> just about recovering. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it was fine. It was fine. Kind of just uh, been having to get my dose of football with the African nations and. Well, you watch that, do you? Every year, I think. Oh, I watch the African. Uh, 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 do uh, about uh, five minutes. I think. I watch oh, bits no, and it's, it's gathering quite a cool audience. Uh, it does. It's, it's yeah. not for me. I've not, I've, 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 not, I've not tried it, but I'm not averse to it, but I don't, uh, I don't know what, what channel's it on anyway. It's, it's, it's on, on Sky. Yeah, 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 it is on Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, uh, I don't actually pay for Sky Sports because I, I just thought, I get lost. I know everyone's got these hooky, uh, <coughs> oh, fire, steady, steady, fire steady, steady. but I don't, I, I don't advocate I that sort of thing. Them, you know? No, no, exactly. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, uh, we certainly do not. But uh, well, well, I was jumping between that the other night, uh, between that and the snooker, because um, you know, oh, there's snooker. some intriguing stuff going on at the snooker. There's been a real Barney way. Oh, I had a good read about that. And, uh, Ali Carter. It's good know. value post post I, match, I, isn't it, Ronnie O'Sullivan? I, I, I never liked Sullivan, I have to say. Just yeah. something about always stuck in my craw, that guy, you know. Just <laughs> no my cup of tea. But uh, I'm not a great Carter fan either. But it was great snooker, you know. Like some fabulous stuff, like you know, it reminds me of my kind of all time top break of nine at Rayleigh's, you know, <laughs> including, <laughs> including four, including four for the foul. Yeah. That's actually very good. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I saw Tony Watt Bush the other day, he had a break, it's seven, you know, oh, man yeah, after yes, my own yes. heart, you know. Yes, oh, come on, uh, we're not here to talk about snicker, uh, especially when there's <laughs> it's all been. <laughs> It's all been happening while we've been away. There's a, there's a lot yeah. to get through, well, gentlemen. There's a lot to get through, and we'll we'll get to Dundee uh-huh. and their uh, their pitch and all the like because that was the <coughs> that was the end of the football mm-hmm. for Dundee or uh-huh. or not as the case yep. may be for Dundee and St Johnson. But United first, I think. I think we need to dig into their. I don't know if it gets treated as seriously as it should. I think we can, you certainly gave it the uh, attention it deserved, Jim, and, and your and your column, United's financials. Um, you know, I yeah. we don't know, I'm not often noting down facts and figures before we come in. We, we do our homework, obviously, but I think I think some I think there's some we need to start off with some numbers. United, so in their <coughs> annual accounts, two point eight million loss. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have started. We've already got Jim's break at Snooker. So oh, I we started yeah. Yes, we'll go on bigger numbers, Sean. To be fair, two point eight million loss, operating loss of five million. Mm-hmm. Wage to turnover of 86% up from 70, 71%. Good grief. That equals one yeah. big mess, as far as I'm concerned, Jim Wordswood. I mean, what, which, which, one of, which one of those three big numbers gives you the most uh, fear or took, took your breath away when you saw them? Well, what, what gives me most fear, and I've actually I've addressed this in my, my, uh, my midweek courier call. It was a midweek one, wasn't it? Yeah. I've, I've, you know, which will be going out today, I think, more than Oh, the new one, no. Um, not a new one. Um, None to do with sport. Where I've talked, I'm not suggesting... <laughs> oh, no, actually, hang yeah, on, no, it was, no, wasn't it? I'm not suggesting <laughs> that should, that. but I, one of the things I've, I've said is that it really is, I think, time for the two Dundee clubs to at least sit and talk about Grinchia. Because I think Jim, uh, if they're not already, <laughs> if they're, if not, they're already, not already, indeed, if they're there's not a already, few cynics out there no, who I've spoken no, to who well, think it's I, uh, something that. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and as well, people read, I mean, you know, the vast number of business people I speak to think it's a great idea. They think it's a sensible idea. But to come to you, and mm-hmm. it's, all t- it's all tied up. You of know, it's it all is. tied up. Um, I mean, 
which of those figures from United concern me? All of them. Um, uh, all concerns me. What concerns me mainly is you've got an owner who I think has been a good owner. I think Mark Ogden has been a good owner. Well, I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to come back to that. You know what I mean? In the respect that you know, he, he came in, he's invested money in the club and all the rest of it. How wisely he's, he's good invested man. It. Yeah, good it, yeah, man. Yeah, good man. Good how, man. How wisely he's invested is another thing entirely. <clears throat> so the problem you've now got is you've got um, you could almost broaden this out to two clubs, but it's United we're dealing with at the moment. So you've got two clubs, United uh, being one of them, in the owner, under the ownership of, of you know, America, an American. Dundee's owners have been there 10 years, so they're pretty committed to the cause. Ogren wants a way, he mm -hmm. wants out, we know that. Um, but how does he get his millions back? I mean, he, he's owes £13 million. Um, yeah. now, he's, he's never going to get all that <coughs> back. Never going to get it back. He's never going to get it back. So, you know, there are many concerns. And this is what you've got to watch, you know, straying into fanciful notions and all the rest of it. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I mean, I've heard some people saying things like, you know, um, you'll just have to take a hit. Well, there are not that many business people that, that will just that take hits. prepared to just take a hit <laughs> Especially thirty million size, quid. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, my, I don't know how wealthy Mark Ogren is. He's a wealthy man, probably by you know. I suppose if the three of us were chipping in together, we could probably be, you know. I mean, he's a wealthy man by comparison. We'll get up to, us, we'll get up to your snooker break. Is he prepared <laughs> to to just see that money going down the drain? No. Um, are there, is there anybody out there now? I mean, you know, I'm not not even in touch because it still fills me with dread. The wee period of consultancy I did for Stephen Thompson, you know, it's beyond my grave, my gravestone. But the amount of people, I, I just got fed up hearing people saying, there's boys out there. There mm -hmm. were always boys out there that there wanted were, to buy the club. There were boys out there this time <coughs> last year that yeah. didn't, it just well, didn't happen. They, they didn't happen. They didn't put their names to this supposed consortium it, no, and then it, it exactly. didn't happen. I mean, even very, very wealthy people don't sit around with £20 million in the bank that can just go, by the way, it doesn't work like that, you know. I spoke to a mate of mine during the week who almost bought Stephen Thompson's shares, um, you know, before he kind of, you mm -hmm. know, he transferred and sold them out to Mike Martin. Um, he, he almost bought them and, and didn't for various reasons. I'll not go into here. But um, but the truth of the matter is, even then, he was contemplating what he would have to do to, to, to put United mm -hmm. on an even keel. And that was when they were not nearly as heavily staffed and, uh, mm -hmm. as they are now. So, you know, between the 2.8 million losses, um, between the, 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 the ratio of wages, the wages isn't it? <coughs> and, and, you know, and the money that's been put in, um, I, I think it's, it's, it's all concerning. It's all really concerning. It's just when you look at it, Sean, you're trying to see you're trying to see a plan, mm -hmm. and we know what the United plan was. Yes, but it's not working. Well, I, I, not 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 this not the summer pass, but the one before, which is the one at the beginning of the financial mm -hmm. year that we're talking about. Um, I, I, how much was a plan, and how much was a reaction to a situation? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure because it looks very much. To me and probably to most people uh, who are trying to assess what went on, as as Dundee United qualified for Europe probably unexpectedly, and decided, well, let's have a go at this mm -hmm. because if we can get to the group stages of, of whatever this is, this this real, mm -hmm. real, real financial reward there for us, and you can look at the, the likes of the signings that came in and whatever Stephen Fletcher, Fletcher and what have you, they've yeah. really they've rolled the dice basically. Looking, looking to get themselves into this, hoping to get into yeah. this group stage. And actually, you've seen Scottish teams do that this season. Aberdeen were obviously in the group stages. Hearts did likewise. So United were trying to do that last season. And I think that's ultimately where the spike has come from. 
uh, in terms of, I mean, you mentioned wage to turnover, and that went up to yeah. 80, 86, wasn't it? 86%. Yeah, 86 from 71. So that is, I mean, that's astonishingly high. And will still be pretty high. Yes, I, I mean, think. they've slashed they've slashed a lot out of their playing budget. I think it's about half, about 4 yeah. million or something like that. 4 point something million came out of it at the start of this mm-hmm. season. So Jim Spence is playing with less than his predecessor. Jim Goodwin, even. Uh, sorry. Jim, Jim Spence. Spence. <laughs> Jim Spence well, is definitely... definitely the how did that happen? Jim, Jim Spence is certainly playing with less. So, there we go. So, I... I think it's it's maybe an, it's maybe an example of, of 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 not a plan. There wasn't a plan. It was just a reaction. It was let's go for this, and that's what's led to I it. Think, I think perhaps there was an overarching plan before that about we're going to build up the, well, youth that's side, the, plan I was the build up about. the youth yes, side of the yes. club, and we're, that's going to be where we're going to staff that properly. We had Alexander <laughs> Goldie. He's going to head it up, and we're going to we're going to have this conveyor in, conveyor in. belt of talent, yeah. if you like, which is what the club has done mm. previously at, yeah. at certain points. And it's brought in actually when Stephen Thompson was, mm-hmm. was chairman, they, they were relatively mm-hmm. successful in that's, selling. But that's the one that I don't players. actually see fundamentally working either. Uh-huh. You know, I have issues. I have issues with how much they've lashed. I've I've always said that mm-hmm. on here is I didn't think they've taken a sledgehammer to to crack a nut. I didn't. I didn't see how Dundee like nobody's told me that any of the kids that United have attracted to their academy have been. Out of you know have been different to the ones they would have attracted anyway. United <coughs> were already mm-hmm. an attractive proposition for a mm-hmm. for a parent of mm-hmm. a of a promising young kid. You know, it's not as if they're now bringing them up from no, no. or the south, of, yeah, you know, England yeah. or or even getting the really good ones from the west coast of mm-hmm. Scotland and stuff like that. They're getting they're getting probably a lot of the best kids from this neck of the woods, which is what you would expect <coughs> them to do anyway. So I think they've gone. Over, way over and above, you know, they, people like to talk about whatever the status is and all the rest of it. I think they've gone way over above what they needed to do <coughs> in terms of all that side of things. If you and I'm yet to see, I've yet to see one. Kerr Smith will have made them a few quid, but nowhere near enough to 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 make this business model mm. work. And who's the sort of most high profile one in the next generation? Probably you'd have to say Rory McLeod, mm. and he couldn't get a game at Forfar. Mm-hmm. So how how where where are we seeing the the rewards from what is now a few years of <coughs> investment in that side of things, Jim? I, I think the problem with football is it runs away from you, you know, uh, whether you're an owner or a manager or whatever. I saw a guy saying the other day, he was talking about, you know, Mark Ogger, and he said, everybody needs an exit plan. You know, you're, you're just in the door, you're talking about an exit plan. And I said, that's all very well. I said, but football doesn't work like that. You know, what seemed like... A, a great plan A today has to become plan B tomorrow. It's almost like that old kind of phrase, you know, uh, Mike Tyson. Oh, the punch it, you know, in the face. You know, you're, you're, kind you're of what I'm talking about the window, with regards so you to Europe. It's like, well, all of a sudden we're going to shift but, yeah, our focus right. completely now uh, and we're going to go for it. It was a hell of a right hook for him for, and, in Holland as well, wasn't it? it was. And in fairness, <laughs> you know, when, when he took over, you know, we were at the press conference when Mark Ogren took over and he made the, you know, he's, you know, we're not here for the fun of it. We can make money this. And those of us who were kind of seasoned observers looking for, good luck with that one you know um but i mean in the early days things went well you know i mean the the, the kind of the, the qualification for europe um uh, the, you know for, for, subsequently followed by relegation all the rest and a disastrous season of relegation but i mean in the early days it looked bright and, and we're all you know we're all mugs for for this in football we all get caught up in this and love a project and, and you know a project and, and all the rest of it you know um <clears throat> and 
relatively quickly in the greater scheme of things, it became obvious that it wasn't going to work. Um, now, is there is there any magical ingredient in, in, in signing good kids and bringing them through your academy and selling them on? No, really. It's, it, it's been standard practice at Dundee United since Jim McLean's days. Mm -hmm. It's waxed and waned. Um, mm -hmm. And at the minute, you know, you're talking about getting good kids from the area. Dundee are putting up a serious Dundee challenge are for Dundee. Lot, yeah. Dundee are getting a lot of the better kids, you know. Um, and that's something that's always going to... For, for far less, <coughs> for, I mean... Yes, Far less in investment in infrastructure, I would suggest. Yeah, well. that's right. I mean, no, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's the, the the investment at, at, at Dundee United, and you've pointed out quite rightly that, that Mark Ogren's been a willing investor in that. You know, oh, yeah. in that sense, you, you absolutely can't fault him because mm -hmm. he's he's put his money where his mouth is from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, Dundee, it's been it's been less sort of um, flash bang, if you like. Uh -huh. It's taken longer, but. They've lost money as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Those yeah, owners, yeah. Um, <coughs> on quite a, a healthy level over the years. Yeah, yeah. But they've been there longer. So it's less um, less yeah. shocking, if you like. Uh -huh. um, I, I, I would be astonished if Tim Keyes hadn't just said to, to John Nelms, who's his kind of mate-stroke business partner, look, enough. This has got to wash its own face now. We just kind of... He isn't, though, by the look of it. Well, well <laughs> I mean... But well, then you've got you, the plans for the But we are now straying into the other club because we're we starting yeah, to talk about it. But I mean, that's fair enough. That's where the discussion <laughs> no, goes. But we're, we're, I mean, the, the, the plan there, I mean, it looks, and, and again, this is, we've said this before too. These are still private businesses and the yeah. owners can do what they want mm -hmm. with them. Absolutely. Right? So if the owners of either club think, well, the way, well, the way for us to profit on sustainability in the long term is for me to initially plunge this much money into mm -hmm. it and eat up those losses for the first few years or whatever, then that's that's up to them. Well, they can do sure? that. Do you see punters complaining? Mm -hmm. When Eddie Thompson came in and put all his money, did you see anybody complaining? Well, that's the thing, Eddie, Eddie was paying big, big Jim, I was going to I was going to go into this, oh. and be, I'd, I'm comparing it to, because obviously I'm covering a lot, of, <coughs> I'm predominantly covering St. Johnson, and when, when Jeff went... When St. Johnson had though, when they mm -hmm. had their accounts came out, mm -hmm. and obviously before it, because St. Johnson knew what was happening. Mm -hmm. So in this, from the summer, yeah. from the moment Stan Harris and Jeff mm -hmm. got their hands back on mm -hmm. the sort of running of the club, mm -hmm. the the big picture, they was they they saw what was coming in the annual accounts. They thought, oh no no, I'm not having that. Oh, I'm 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 sorting that, and I'm sorting that now. Yeah. Now I think you made the point, Sean, in one of the podcasts where. I think you can tell me if I'm misquoting you, but you you said that I think that the Jeff Brown would 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 sooner take a relegation than oh, take yeah. the embarrassment yeah, of, of mm. an annual accounts like that. So yeah. they've no 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 we're sorting this out, and I think the reaction to it from the St Johnson fans was quite telling as well. And I think it's an example of maybe the the sort of the culture of their club and just having only known Jeff or. Not only mm -hmm. known. A lot of people for can a long time. A long I mean, time. Yeah. No, I mean to be fair, there will be people. I mean, I'm I'm pushing. I'm almost forty at this oh, point. But you but only know Jeff Brown. Exactly. exactly. So, so there's a whole there's a whole generation so, of adult fans who have only known Jeff. Correct. So my 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 point the point I would make is that <coughs> on the back of that, the reaction from Saints fans <coughs> they didn't they uh, a little bit of a moan and they were moaning at Callum Davison and and obviously mm -hmm. at this, the folk that spend basically mm -hmm. were the people they were moaning at. They weren't moaning at the reaction. I think. It's almost like Jeff Brown's mentality is now the fan base mentality. Mm. I didn't see many people pushing back saying, oh, "Why? Why are no, we? Not really. Why are we? Why are we addressing these losses? Why we forget that we've got? Oh, we've, sure. And yeah. they've got millions sat in the bank. Yeah. So the St Johnston fans were on board mm -hmm. with what yeah, the, yeah. the messaging mm -hmm. and what they were actually doing. It was almost like they were saying, "Yeah, no, we can't be losing money." And like I say, this is a club with millions in the bank, right. big mm -hmm. assets, all the rest of it. And they accepted it. See, you've done United. Mm -hmm. 
Or Dundee. I don't want to strain to Dundee. But if Dundee United were to, if the messaging was put, and, and I know they are well, cutting back. cut by four plus, have, plus million. But I don't think they would, they, I don't think that fan base would accept the levels of, <coughs> the levels of sort of balancing out that needs to be done at Tannerice. Well, there's two things. Could you imagine? Would they, Jim? Could you imagine if they hadn't a cut back on, on yeah. wages? <clears throat> and can you imagine if the much maligned former chairman, Stephen Thompson, hadn't mm. put the clause in for big oh, shooter? Oh, that's I mean, <laughs> that's Two and a half million. You made about six and a half million this morning. You made the point, but I mean, I think <clears throat> you could have made a broader point, Jim. I, I think you now have to, you now have to say that in terms of running the club, I, I, mm -hmm. Mark Ogren, I, from the one-to-one in, -one interview with him that I did, he's a very... He came across a really good guy, nice honourable yeah. man, yeah, yeah. good intentions by. But <laughs> Stephen Jobson in the main did a better job running Dundee United than Mark Cochran has. I think you could say that, could you not? Well, look, there's a combination of things, and so you know, history teaches you quite a lot. I mean, when, when Eddie Thompson bought bought um, Jim Jim McLean out, basically. United or United then were stacking up the losses, were racking up because they mm -hmm. gave me change, you know, from wee Jim's kind of great years, uh, uh, you know, between manager and chairmanship. They gave me change. You had Bosman, you had Sky Money, different voting rights in the game and all the rest. Of it. Dundee United were never ever going to even back then mm -hmm. be, be the club that they had been in his great years. So, <clears throat> you know, when I mean, J Jim's probably one of the few guys that ever actually made money out of Dundee United by selling his shares and all the rest. Of it. <laughs> Eddie was quite quickly and tragically discovered a that he wasn't a well man and b that even his family kind of wealth was oh, going yeah, to be insufficient. Yeah. I mean, I, I know, no, listen, I spoke to somebody at the weekend who twice could have bought uh, bought an even when Ed was there and, and and decided against it, you know, because it's just too rich. It's too rich. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I had the great misfortune uh, to be at funerals of two of my cousins the other week, and one of them. Um, you know, <coughs> John Nevin, who was quite a successful house builder here, looked at buying Dundee. Big Dun him and his, his late twin, uh, Jimmy, were both big Dundee fans. And John looked just before Ron Dixon bought in. I remember being at a family gathering. He said to me, and John's quite a brusque guy, he says, I had a look at the books, Jimmy. It's just a big black yes. hole. And, and that, that, you know, that's actually the nature of football. One of the, one of the problems in football is that so many fans, and very often, whether it's a bloke driving a van or whether it's a bloke that's a lawyer that just wants his 90 minutes of you know, escape on a Saturday. They think the same. They want a rich man and he will tell you how to spend your money. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work like that, you know. And and, and increasingly, um, you know, why are there no local owners queuing up for Dundee and Dundee United? Because they've seen the fortunes that Eddie Thompson lost. They've seen the, the big hit that Jimmy and Peter Marr took in trying to restore Dundee's fortunes, you know. Um, we've seen what's happened at St. Johnson. You mm -hmm. know, there, could there have been a better club to buy in St. Johnson who, who, you know, owned the land, had money in the bank and all that? Nice who's, who's come near? Locally, yeah. nobody, you know. So um, the the big issue for United now is is, is uh, well, the big issue is they're a privately owned club. Yeah. What does Mark Ogden He's got. Do I was going to say right. That's really what it comes down to. Isn't it? Let's Something move on. His, his options, he, he could he could get lucky in terms of the <coughs> dual ownership and another American yeah. or somebody uh -huh. who gives him. I don't think he'll give. He'll not, he would get his money back, mm -hmm. but he might get. That's not luck. That's not luck. But you know, well. Mm. You know, we're not at the stage where they're doing a mother wall and putting it, mm. you know what I mean? Putting mm. it in a begging bowl, yeah. but I, I don't yeah. get me started on that, but maybe we'll get on that, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. So there's the there's the potential of somebody giving him a fair chunk of his investment. <coughs> if But if he's in if he's in this any length of time, I think it does. It's two plus two equals four. He's, if he's not already speaking to, yeah. to John Nelms, he should be because that's the that's if you're going to get money back if you're I'm talking now if you're Mark Ogren the only realistic way of getting money back other than 
selling the club for less than what you've put in is to sell the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 one that neither fan base emotionally, the culture around both of the fan base, neither of them want it. Hate, I think they're they getting closer it. to. I think well, it's possible. It's possible. I, I, you could sell it. Well, you you could sell it. I think, I think you could. You, you can't sell merger. Mergers just no, 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 no. But no, ground no, shares no. an entirely different thing. Well, what I mean, it's, what it's, color seats? Well, three the Gothenburg clubs are sharing. It's one. It's one where you you should. On a theoretical basis, be able to have a grown-up conversation about it at least, surely. But the thing is, people are emotional about yeah. it, yeah. And and they, they hear ground share and and actually they leap to merger, That's as right. you say. That's right. And then that is something that they're vehemently emotional. You guys, you guys so. are obviously more, you're more steeped in the city than I am, that's for sure and I, I, I get the opinion I mean I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've spoken to a few Dundee United, Dundee United fans in particular but mm-hmm. I, th- I get the opinion the, that they're getting closer I think it, de- it depends what the trigger for it is and I mean you go back to when it was floated when Scotland was into yeah, yeah, to get Euros, the Euros and yeah. what have you and they were going to build mm-hmm. this 30,000 yeah. seater stadium up at Cairdy mm-hmm. and uh, all singing all dancing I think you could probably you could you could bring people along to an idea mm-hmm. like that because it doesn't seem mm-hmm. that that it's driven by desperation it's on the part of either the, club. Is, is that the problem? Yeah, that Dundee are so yeah. far down yeah. the road that this already exactly this is already <laughs> there. And I think there's stadium. probably an element of of uh, amongst the Dundee United support, probably a substantial one, that would feel that if the trigger for a move like that was so that Mark Ogren could get some money back mm-hmm. from his investment, <laughs> that's when they turn. Because I think there's yeah. with when it comes to football, it's like if, if there's this perception that if if you're doing something for yourself mm-hmm. and you're an owner and it's not for the good of the club, mm-hmm. then that's mm-hmm. I'm going to object to that. Mm-hmm. So I think that that would be difficult. So do you think they missed the boat? They would have had to get down and sold this from the very beginning <coughs> as a joint project. It's more difficult now. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's a good I, point I, you make. Listen, I've, I've not got the figures in front of me. You know, you you mentioned earlier, but, but there was a figure that struck me when I looked at. It. I think United's turnover was at eight point nine mil. Uh, is that, that's one of the figures. Uh, 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 it was it was tra- over eight. Yeah, uh, I think traditionally it was. until about five or six years ago, tra- United's turnover tend to be about four and a half. Mm-hmm. Five, yeah. but so, so on the face of it, you look at that, you think that's quite a lot. It's quite decent, not by comparison to Hibs and Hearts and Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. It's not, but and the figure eight point three. There you go. What was it, Sean? Eight point three. Oh, no, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. <coughs> no, 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 no. That's not right. The figure that struck me out of that was I'm pretty sure that I saw it's over eight. Ticket sales, see, uh, which would be season book sales and money through the gate, coming in at just 8. over... 8.1, sorry. 8.1 8. 1 yeah. I'm sure that the season book money and other it was about well, just over a million quid. Yeah. Now, if you think of that, you know, that's an eighth of, of your yeah. income, an eighth, yeah. you know. Now, now over, over and above all that, there would be things like kind of merchandise sales, obviously. Mm-hmm. They would be, um, which are quite substantial. But, I, to, I mean, I think you know, United I, do a good job of market, marketing they, themselves and stuff I mean, like I, that. They're, they're very visible. Yes, and, they're very yeah. visible. They've got a good social media presence. Um, they're good with the media, you know, the traditional mm-hmm. yeah. media, you know, it's kind of, we, we straddle both, obviously, but um, they're good with all that and the rest of it. But the problem is, you know, running a professional football club at top flight level costs a lot of money. It does. And, and that, that w- one of the points I've tried to make, you know, in the column of the day was, I mean, I, I read a really intriguing thing about Spurs. Now, you know, before people kind of go, oh, we're, no, we're, no, we're not Spurs, it's no London. But the, the, the principle is the same. Spurs, the average spend of a Tottenham Hotspur supporter since the move to the new stadium mm-hmm. from the old White Hart Lane has gone up from two quid 
to almost 16 quid yeah. on a match day yeah. on a match day right. on a match day because they've got yeah. you know, they've got the longest bar in Europe apparently <laughs> in the stadium <laughs> they've got um, a micro and, 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 and also <laughs> and also a cup of tea is now 16 quid no, well, I mean, you know, the, 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 the thing is, if you go, I've tried to compare the likes of Hibs and Hearts. I, mean, I used to cover quite a, a lot of Hibs and Hearts as well. And um, you go in the likes of the, the New Easter Road, as I like to call it, you know. I mean, I remember covering an AGM. They've done year. good stuff recently it's, as well. It's massive, yeah. you know. You can have conferences in it. You've got yeah. restaurants that'll seat two and three hundred. You've got quite they've, a number They've of them, made you know? really, really good use I, of the spaces I, that they've got I, now because they've, start, they've transformed a yeah. lot of the West End and the famous. Famous five stand into the, oh, this sort of yeah. elevated. It's not full hospitality, but there's a bar Hunter there and stuff like that. It's exactly casual stuff, but you charge people more for that, and you get yeah. more. So, um, if, if 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 this lifting of a match day spend from punters mm -hmm. is to do with your facilities, mm -hmm. then there's another reason to have a discussion about a stadium, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I, th I again, <coughs> I'm I'm a neutral in this. Mm -hmm. I'm an observer in this. I'm. I think it's <coughs> absolute. And I, but I take you make a very good point, Sean, and it's one that you know people won't like it. In terms of in terms of how it plays out amongst the fan base, ah, he's, you know the pals in the pub say, "Ah, he's get where we bailed out type thing." You know yeah. that that does that obviously means a lot to supporters. It's easy, of course, it does. It's easy to forget about all the money that an owner has put in, and then if there's a perception that they're taken out, that's that football fans don't handle that. And I'm not saying it's right; mm -hmm. it's not right, uh, but. There is this, there, there is this reaction against it. Well, Stephen Thompson used, used to get it. Exactly. He used to get it. Yeah. He said, "Well, I, hang on a second. The Thompson family put their money. They own eighty yeah. percent of the club. It is their club, you know. And 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 I think that this is the problem. Sean Sean's right earlier on. He, made, he makes a point about the emotion. The emotion, mm -hmm. emotionally." Dundee United or Dundee or St Johnson is yeah. your club. If you're a punt, if you if you're a boy up in Leatham or or, or Tullock or you know or Lockie or or Brotty Ferry, Dundee United, Dundee St Johnson, that, that's your club. But it's no, I'm afraid. You know, it, it, it's no. You pay your season big money, and it might be a big chunk of a year. Uh -huh. You know, if you're a you're a guy that's driving and you know and delivering for delivery or something, and you're on eighteen grand a year, your four hundred quid yeah. for Stanley's is a big chunk of your dough. Mm. Um, but it's no your club. You yeah. know, you, you're simply a supporter and the guy, I mean, you know, I've just said a minute ago there. You have a stake in it, but it's worth 400 quid yeah. and that's what it is. That's right. Yeah, I don't think they're past the point of no return in terms of the emotional side of it for you, mm. Sean, but I, I buy yeah. it, they're getting, they're getting, that's, that's it's, a it needs one. a re, it needs a, to yeah. it almost needs a reset, doesn't it? And a re, I mean, if, I say, a if slight redesign or something. But again, if that's the way we go, because it is, you know, it's a talking point. It's interesting, but you know. I know. There's I no, know. no firm plans in place here or right. anything like that. Well, before we move on from United, mm -hmm. they are spending a bit of money in the in the transfer mm -hmm. window. There's, there's talk about the social media output. No, <coughs> no lack of social media mm -hmm. output regarding the mighty Spoonie, Spoonie arriving. Uh, I think United fans. Uh, he's a legend, you'd, isn't he? You'd think they were getting peak Spoonie, by the way. All those nah. tweets. But no, he's a he's a, he's a he's a great guy, a great player. Is he what United need at the moment? Thirty-four-year-old David Wellerspoon. That's that's what I was. That's the one thing I would say. It's mad to think that, because eh? I mean, I think about. Him. Doesn't look it, does he? No, no. But I, I mean, I think about him going back to two thousand and fourteen again. Sorry, United fans, you'll oh, not like that. That one either. didn't make the. Uh, no, it did. The highlights. No, from, no. Did Understand it? Understandably. <laughs> so. Understandably. We all worked so. at that one too, didn't we? You know, I had really short thrown at you, Jackie Matter that day. Oh dear. Uh, one question. That it was, was a quicker like, job, though. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah I, I think back to Spoonie at, at that time, and then you think he was only twenty-four. 
There you go. But yes, a, a, a different player. But I still, I still think that. I mean, in the championship in particular, I think that's. I, just I, think, that's, I think that's important it's as no well. Brain. But uh, he's where they play him's an instant. One. It will be, but I mean, I, I said on Twitter, and I stand by this as an opinion. I think, uh, particularly at, at that level, having played in the Premiership mm. for so long, having dropped down, we've seen what he's capable of with uh, Inverness and short bursts. Yeah, yeah I think he's, a, he's a, he'll be a difference maker for United. He will, and boy, then I, I, I mean, Wraith are, are chucking it, but <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking at it, United in isolation, they need it. I mean, I watched, yeah. I had the misfortune to watch oh, every time I watched them on, on the telly, that was a oh, grim game. Well, Jim Goodwin said as much as I know he did. He did. I mean, I kept I, picturing there uh, because I know Jamie Carragher was holiday, on holiday. I'm imagining him watching this, oh, obviously. Know, yeah. You know, to see how his son, and oh. you're thinking, oh, I bet there was a few watching it. You know, let's see, let's see how oh, Jamie Carragher's son gets on, and that was just a brutal, brutal. Thirty minutes, and I got a text from, oh. from a, a well-known from Jamie Carragher. For, a, no, no, from Jamie, <laughs> from a well-known, a well-known kind of player uh, known to us all, who said, "This is shh," and he was right. <laughs> he was right. You know, he actually said United are shh, uh, and oh, it, was, it was a dreadful game. But they won. You know, and that's that's you know, all that matters. That's all that matters. But, they but won. David Wellspoon can't like help that. but improve that. <laughs> oh, well, there's so. two things I think that, that they needed, and I think him and, and, and it's Alec Grieve. You know, who kind of probably um, he was not great. Um, he was not great. No, no, I know, but what, 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 apparently what he brings now, I've not seen a great deal of him, but apparently his energy and pace, you know, they need energy and pace up front. They're desperate for that. Um, because uh, neither You'd have rather seen Simon Murray, though, wouldn't you? Well, well so, I mean, I think you well, probably saw him a bit on, on X, as they call it, Simon and me sharing a... No, sharing a hair, oh, yeah. sharing, sharing, the, the sharing scissors. I think yes. if, 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 that, if it goes <laughs> anywhere, Si will go to Danger thing. If, if, you know, if, if it goes anywhere, I know that Roy's playing hardball at the minute, Roy McGregor's playing hard, and why would he not? You know, why would he not? But it would suit Simon to get back, but if he, if he comes back, that'll be Danger, I think. Um, you know, you've not got the money. I mean, I know what you were saying there a minute ago, but I th the only thing that they're spending is on wages. Mm -hmm. Now, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me at least the three a bit up by getting some off, some out. I mean, they're trying to get their goalie off the books. Um, <laughs> their goalie, I've forgotten his Berigetti. name. But I get it. You know, he's just you know, sitting there drawing presumably quite a big wage because he was being signed with mm -hmm. under no, the Tony Asgard regime where wages were very healthy. Um, they could do be getting two or three off the books at Tannley, so you're contributing absolutely nothing. Um, and that would free the wages up for Grieve, who brings a bit of pace and energy, we hope, and for, for Spoonie, who I still think brings um, sufficient craft yeah. uh, 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 and, and vision to, yeah. to the midfield. And as you say, can play kind of centre, can drift out. I mean, he's better, out, he's I better mean, out wide. I prefer, mm -hmm. I mean, in the double winning season, yeah. he, when he was at his absolute best, mm -hmm. it was that half-forward, half-midfield on the left-hand side. Yeah. He's, you know can... what, he's... Um, he, 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 but he hasn't played there for Inverness. He's, no, played, he's, no, been, he he's been almost a forward. Mm -hmm. almost I know midfield can be different, but there's a big chunk of me that kind of hates that whole kind of, he's 34. I mean, there's, pl there's plenty of examples of guys that have gone on to 37, 38, 30 new football. He ain't and getting up and down like that and running against Andy Robertson anymore. He knows his body, he knows what they put in, he knows how much rest he needs. Injuries are kicking in. I think you'll see a slightly more... Energy <coughs> conservation from, from yeah. uh, David Wotherspoon. And I think the other thing is, I mean, Jim Goodwin will be a smart enough manager not to kind of, it's not like the old days where you made the goalie do exactly the same training as the, as the field boys. Aye, you, tailor you, tailor, you tailor your training to individual needs. You'll, Jim will take advice from his sports scientists on the staff and all the rest of it, you know, about um, what does he need, what type of training does he need, how yeah. much. I mean, I always remember Morris Mark was saying to me the last few years of his career, he said, Jim, he said, I trained twice a week. Mm -hmm. He says, that was enough for me. But you see, you see yeah. that with boys who, who get to that sort of 
stage. And I mean, yeah. everybody's different. There are some guys whose legs don't desert them yeah, and they're, yeah. they're absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. There are other guys who start to slow down a bit. Mm -hmm. But you see, I mean, boys from time to time who've been at full-time clubs and whatever, get to their mid-30s, they'll drop down part-time mm -hmm. and have a resurgence if yeah, they like it at that level right. because the, the, the pressures on their body... <laughs> Are not that's as great because right. they're not training every day. Oh no! I mean, they they go. I don't know. By no means mm -hmm. did I see walk to walk spinny while he was at Inverness, but the it was highlights goal, were good. The highlights were good. The goal, mm -hmm. the one that makes that showed me just exactly what he does at that level was the goal he scored. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he scored two, but it was one that sticks in my mind at <laughs> Hamden Park mm -hmm. when he's just like he's the one that. Everybody else is scurrying around and yeah. he just has all the time in the world yeah. just to, to make space for himself mm -hmm. and get shot away. He's and an intelligent player. That's, that's, that's yeah. when he'll make a he's difference got, for he's United. Intelligent. He's intelligent. He's got great feet. Because yeah. United will have a lot of the ball. Right. They'll have games <laughs> like right. Fridays where it's, teams hard to break down. They're bombarding the box and he'll be a man. He'll, pick a ball he'll be the man that's the, the calmest. Or score. Yeah, he'll also have decent players around about him. I mean, he'll have better, you know, no disrespect to him for this, but he will have, you wouldn't have known it from the other night, but he'll have better players around about him than he, than he you know, would have done it in the we spell at Inverness. Um, so that will hopefully bring the best to him. And, you know, he, he's not going to be, he's not going to be a guy, I think, that Jim's going to use for 90 minutes per game. No. No, you no, know, he wouldn't. It, it's how he uses him. Does he give him a 60 minutes to kind of, you know, to, to, mm -hmm. to bring that craft and intelligence and, and kind of vigour. I don't, I don't yeah. mean kind of, you know, vigour in the traditional sense, but kind of a sense of energy. Because right. a sense of give, energy and actual energy would be two different things. It gives you know? the defender something to think about. <coughs> yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. I think... He's a big name, you know. Yeah, he's, he's, a good player. he's good. He was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I think, <coughs> looking at the general picture, I think Wraith have... Uh, they don't. If you look at the table, they've not blown it, but I think mm. they have blown it because that was their. Yeah. They've won one game in five after beating United. Yeah. I've seen United's hands now. I think. That's I think that. Mm. Listen, if if United dip again, mm -hmm. it's it's back on. And you know, if you like to say, if you just look at the numbers, it is very much still on. But there are moments in seasons, and it feels harsh saying this about Wraith because they put in so much, mm -hmm. and they, they, you know, there was, you know, they really hadn't done much mm -hmm. wrong at all to that point. And some some of their fans will say they've not done that much wrong in this run. I know it's a lot mm -hmm. of them are, are saying, "Oh, we could have scored. We should have won three games." I've seen that, and I've had enough chances to win three <coughs> games a, a couple of times. I don't think they played well at Airdrie, but yeah. by all accounts, they, they should have put Queens Park away. They should have put. They had another. They had mm -hmm. a, it, it's. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm forgetting the opponent, but they had another home game that so they it's really kind of coincided won. with Sam Stanton not being available. Well, because yeah. he went, he, went, he played. He's another uh, he went off the game after mm -hmm. the United one. It was a four-four draw. Era, he went off on 37 minutes yeah. and he's no played since. And, and, and in saying that, Eric, I mean, I, I'm kind of, I'm a, I'm a wee bit more circumspect because, I mean, I'd said earlier on I thought United would win it. Um, and, and, you know, right at the start, to, I mean, I think early on in these podcasts, I was saying, kind of, I like five, six games in before you get a flavour because mm -hmm. you've not, you're not seen a lot of these teams, you know, you're, you're and I hadn't seen much of Wraith until kind of um, the last number of weeks, you know. I think they're a good team when they're at their full side. Oh, they are, yeah. they are, yeah. not, they are not by, I mean, they're not, not out of it by any manner. No, no. I mean, they're sitting on the same points as United, they've played a game more than hand. So, although it's in United's hands, to some extent in Wraith's hands, as well, as well, one right. of the big differences is the goal difference. I mean, their goals against it's colossal, um, 18 it? of a difference. Yeah. Five, five in favour of United in terms of goals for, but 18 against. Now, United have slipped, slipped up a wee bit, but you kind of sense it's a kind of, it's yeah. a stumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, more than a fall from grace, it's a stumble. There's moments, know, I, I just happen. think of the pressure Wraith could ah. have, could have yeah. piled on them on the back of, <clears> on the back of the win. On the back of them beating the Tannis, mm -hmm. you know, if they'd, if they'd won, if Wraith had won three of those, 
five games. I don't think you've got the luxury of depth to miss a Sam Stanton. That's the difference. You're well, right, that's Miss Gallagher, missing Ross Doherty for. I didn't realise I saw the start the other day with obviously with Alan Allen Temple starts saying that Doherty's now missed few, more yeah. games uh, in the league and uh, I mean it, it just kind of gets in your head and you think he's missing games and suddenly you go jeez oh, actually how long has he been out now I know oh, it's I, funny Jack. Um, I mean I'm, I don't know how you're looking at United these days I'm kind of shifted I, I've, I've always thought mm-hmm. you you build a team to win the league you're in which is and I, I stand by do. the fact I think Jim Goodwin has done that and mm-hmm. it, and is doing that with the signings mm-hmm. with the recruitment sort of like suspending what, he, what he's doing but I'm already starting to look forward to the, the when and if in the summer. And yeah. I, I now think they're going to have to rebuild to the scale of what mm-hmm. of, that Dundee have done. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. seeing many. There, there are people who maybe were getting talked about a couple of months ago as potential premiership mm-hmm. regulars that I'm looking at now and thinking, yeah, no, I don't think so. I, I, I only see about three or four starters mm-hmm. in that in that Dundee United team at the moment yeah, in, in the I, top flight. And one of them's a goalie. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree with that. And I, th- I think the difference is that, you know, um, and, and that's why it's when you make your judgments, and it's getting harder and harder as a journalist or as a punter to make your judgments because teams change so quickly. Mm-hmm. Just Dundee, Dundee are practically a new site. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony Daugherty's done a really good job. Him and his recruitment people have done a great job um, at Dens. But, you know, you can almost rebuild in the summer. So you're trying to kind of cast your mind saying, how will this team do? Well, it's hard to tell because you're throwing... A whole collective of players together, and most um, of them aren't on long contracts. So that's no, the event. I think. No, that's I think, right. I think if Jim Goodwin <coughs> decides this, that's what needs to be done. Yeah, he'll be able to do it, won't he? But, I mean, you're able to judge with United. You're able to look and, and, and say, okay, you know, here's what they're doing. They're doing very well in, in, in the Championship. They're, they're not running away with it, but well, they are by comparison to Partick and Airdrie or. Uh, you know, sitting uh, third and fourth and all the rest of it. Yeah. But in terms of race, race are still right, uh, hot on their tail. But looking at the United side, and it's a, it's a value judgment. You think, is that side good? Because look, there's no doubt the Premiership is, you know, it's a leap up. It's a leap up in terms of quality because the game's quicker. It's bigger than people think. Yeah, it is. It is bigger than people think, you know. And it's bigger than people think. No other one game in a cup game, mm-hmm. where, you know, there might be a matchup. It's bigger over the kind of over the period, of weekend, week out, weekend, week out, midweek when midweek games come, when cup games come, and all the rest of it. Because it's played at a higher tempo. There are bigger demands on the body physically, mm-hmm. bigger demands on the body mentally, and it's dead easy to forget that. that you know, I mean, we sit here as kind of we've all played amateur, junior, junior level or whatever. But I mean, guys that play professional football for a living, it's a hard, hard sport. And it, it, it makes big, big demands of you. And it's very hard to judge a team over a, you know, even at this stage, once you get right through the season, you'll get a far better idea. The other thing I would say before we move on from United and, and the Championship, Sean, is it's when you look at, if you look at last season's Championship, you would, I think anybody who watched a lot of it would say two of the, two of the best players, two of the stars, mm-hmm. Tiffany and Kyle mm-hmm. Turner. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Tiffany hasn't done it at Dundee and Kyle Turner's mm-hmm. back in the, the championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that tells its own story, doesn't it? <sighs> yes, I guess so. It kind of ties into the whole the uh, dominant narrative about the championship being so <coughs> rip and tuck and mm-hmm. difficult and there's not a lot between the teams mm-hmm. and it's it, it, and it kind of it, it reflects that season. You're right, have been sucked into that a wee bit, haven't they? Yeah, but I mean, to an extent they have, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it is still an eight-point difference yeah. between them and Park yeah. Thistle, so yeah. that's fairly substantial. It's just the fact that Wraith Rovers, have, they've happened to find themselves there in the season where Wraith Rovers have had a go. Yeah. So they've got a competitor. I mean, last se- I think that Dundee last season made far heavier weather of it than United are doing. Oh, they did. This season. Yeah, they did. 
Um, so I, I mean, I would say that this, United this, this season's United Dundee's, team's better yes, than Dundee I would agree last with that. season. I would agree for with sure. That. It's just that, uh, oh God, yeah, uh, they're, they're just happened to have again. You, you, it, it, that this is luck. It comes down to Wraith Rovers have happened to have a team this mm-hmm. season. Nobody else does really. No. So they're they're unlucky in that regard. Oh, the drop off. Otherwise, afterwards. they would be fine. I mean, I, I wouldn't rule really out Queens Park, Callum Davis coming back them into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, you know? reckon? I suppose as so. the last playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, that's only seven points. So between now and the end that's of the season, how, yeah. that's just how yeah how poor it has been from from Wraith below basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Nobody's. Yeah, I mean it's all. no. I mean you you know you, you were winding me up right the other week when I'd, I'd said United and Wraith could be. <laughs> I mean I, I'm a big fan of a bigger Premiership. I think we need one. I think we need. I'd a, like that. As well. A 16 club league. You know, I, I could be persuaded for 18, but it would certainly be a, I 16, think a 16, 16. You know. It would um, it would make for much less boredom, but there is no doubt that clubs coming up would have to. You know, maybe the top club might just kind of sneak it, but history kind of tends to prove. I think you really need to raise your game substantially, and and all of these clubs. I mean, you know, looking at Partick, Airdrie, Morton, right down to Dunfermline, are they good enough to come up the Premiership? No way, no way. So you, but but after a season or two, mm-hmm. you know, with the, the kind of chance of bigger gates, bigger crowds, more money coming in. <coughs> they could up their quality, but anyway, that, I mean, that, that's kind of wish, that's wishful thinking. That's not happening. But United, I mean, your your point was United will have to strengthen considerably, if they, I mean, and they will come up. I'm, I'm certain they'll come up, but they'll have to strengthen considerably because it's a big, big jump. Uh, the Tiffany one, actually, just to, to digress on that, Tiffany one disappoints because I like him. I think he's a pretty mm-hmm. good player. He's got, he's the type of player I like. You know, the jinky shoulder kind. I know of there's a lot of clubs that looked at him hasn't and worth thinking. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but, you know, there was something. Yeah. Like he, would he, would he quite make that? And it's the same mm. with Kyle Turner. And yeah. But there we go. There, there, have, there have been championship mm. successes and, the, you know, to move it on to Dundee, the guy mm. guy that's been linked with them, McMillan, the, the fool, but I think mm-hmm. he would be. He, mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. The, A lot of teams would, would like to take him. So, yeah, that, yeah, there are definitely players that, that can make the championship. Maybe, maybe it's it's harder for the, the attacking ones, isn't it? <coughs> I think that's, uh-huh. that's, that's, that's across football. Right, Dundee, Sean. Okay. Gosh, Let's start with the off-pitch stuff with them oh, as well. Okay. I mean, no. we're not. No. It's, it's murky waters in terms of uh, leave in the terms, speculation. In terms of what the story is behind, yeah, the father and son groundsman <coughs> and all the rest of it there. But what we can say is that they'll, that they've had. <laughs> there's been too many postponements, isn't there? I mean, yeah. that that. that I mean, yes, the, the St Johnson one. I mean, anybody that was living in Dundee, I mean, there was games getting played, you know. Or you could have played games public in public parks. parks. Yeah, yeah. That, mm-hmm. that what day it was, whatever it was, mm-hmm. a Tuesday. I think yeah. it was a Tuesday, wasn't it? It was that, that was unacceptable, <laughs> I guess. And Stan Harris put out a statement for St Johnson at the time. Yes, he did. Which I thought was well worded, cleverly worded, depending on which way you want to put it. But he was he was making the point whether you think it was directly or subtly, or maybe you don't think it was subtly that you know, likes of St Johnson, I spent. Not fortune, but you know, six figure sums yeah. on improving their the I drainage, etc. Making that. making the making the pitch more playable. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess is. the inference would be that a club like Dundee has spent a lot more than them in the mm. transfer market and hasn't invested in the infrastructure, mm. and then games aren't getting played. So, if you take it to its natural conclusion, there's some sort of sporting advantage being gained in terms of not. Making your <coughs> ground fit for purpose. Mm-hmm. Dis- mm-hmm. Discuss whichever one of you wants to take that one first. John, is it me? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would appear to be what's between the lines of that statement. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You say that it's not a fortune, but I mean, when was the last time St. Johnson spent six figures on a player, mm-hmm. for instance, in the transfer? Theo Bear was the far off it. Was, <laughs> well, that's right. They had, they, they had there a, was a wee spell. A few. Uh, but yeah, it's not that frequent an occurrence. So it's a lot of money. Steve McLean didn't get to spend it, that's for sure. No, exactly. Um, so yes, the, yeah, there are. There, there are, there are requirements of uh, when you're budgeting for your season, and that's one of them. So I think that's 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 all Stan was saying. I yes, think. I would get that. The bit where I was, <coughs> it's the timing worked for that statement. But let's yeah. not forget the Saints pitch was an absolute state the oh, year before. You know, so they had to react. I think bad. for for the point moving forward though is, uh-huh. and I think we can broaden this out, Jim. <clears throat> and it's about you know, and yes, Dundee want to move stadium, but they have to have. They have to have a ground fit for the Premiership in the me- in the yeah. in the meantime, don't they? Absolutely. And, and, and there's a general point about the neglect of Jens Park. Mm-hmm. That's a fair one, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you're touching on firstly the, the point about you know <coughs> sporting advantage. Um, if anything, they're not giving themselves a sport. Well, that's, that's them, the other side. They're going to give themselves Dockery, a sporting disadvantage because yeah. Doc has done pleased. a great job. Now might find himself having to play about four games in a They've twelve. Got, I mean, if you look you know. at the schedule, the between <coughs> the end of January and February is mental. If they stay in the Scottish no, Cup, yes, yeah, it's well, a hell of a lot of games. Mm-hmm. So they'll be they'll be playing, recovering, right. play. There'll be there'll be no time for any Any perceived advantage is not just gone out the window. It might become a disadvantage, you know, to them. In terms of Dens, and that's why I wonder has Tim Keys went, look, we're spending no more here. Aye. We've brought, we've, we've, we bought the, we bought the ground back, we can now do what we want. They bought it back from John Bennett, so, you know, um, I can never remember the name of the, the, the company. That Dark Property Holdings. <coughs> that's it, you know, um, but effectively it's Tim Aye. Keys and, you know, and John Nelms. I mean, you know, have they taken the decision? It looks to me like they have, but we're spending no more. Now, if you, I mean, the last time I did a television piece uh, in the Derry, it was just my cameraman, who wasn't a regular football guy, he was just—he was horrified. He said, people saying this. Horrified. <laughs> he said, people saying this. Oh, I do this people don't. People don't only sit in the toilet. This. People he don't. Yeah. Bogs, you know. People don't just sit in it. They love it. <laughs> it's, it's great. You know, it's, it's, it's great atmosphere and all the rest yeah. of it. But I mean, in a modern football environment, it's just it's so far out of date that it's not real. And and, and the old Archibald Leach stand. Mm. I, I know that kind of. You Mr. Know, Patillo uh, go to jail. He eulogises. He weeps tears. You know when he when he talks about the great the great D that he has. You know, but That's I mean, big Dundee fan just... Alan Patillo of the Scotsman <laughs> were referring to. Uh, nah, it's, yeah. uh, f- f- uh, famous for Ferian, isn't he? <laughs> but um, no, I mean it's just you know D- Dens is long past its sell by date. You've got two fine enough stands at either end. You know that, that, that went up under the Mad Brothers. Um, but it's 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 beyond it's it's way past itself. But it's you understand. But you you can't you cannot get away with that as an excuse for having games going on and off. And the real tragedy of this made this point. Danes to me, you know, as a laddie grown up, even at my twenties and beyond, before we went for undersoil heating, Dundee and and Al thought I always thought the old rugby park were two of the great surfaces mm-hmm. in Scottish football. They were always pristine. They were magnificent. You went and start the season, you saw a game magnificently cut. You thought, wow, you know, imagine playing on that, you know. And then in recent weeks, you see people putting a picture like North End Park, half a mile <laughs> up the road, up the Provy Road, <laughs> and it's looking fabulous. And Dens is unplayable, you know. Now, a lot of that I think is down to the fact that. There hasn't been investment, they've cut the budget and all the rest of it. Um, but also, I, th- I suspect it's something to do with undersoil heating. And yes, you can only yes. fork down so far unless you kind of burst a pipe or something mm. like that. You know, there's all these things. I mean, it's beyond my technical kind of uh, ability to specify. Oh, but, but the bottom line is, it's up to them to fix it. Mm-hmm. So yes. I, I'm surprised that the Premiership haven't looked at it. And I wonder if there's maybe been a quiet word or two in here saying, you've got to sort this. 
you've got to get this sorted, you know. And I don't know what's going on. I don't want to delve into what's going on because we all know the people involved. Um, but it might well be that, that, that you know they have to, they're going to have to put money in and bring in. I think the summer. I think it's, a fair, it's fair to ask them to do it in the summer, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if uh -huh. they, they've had a bad, you know, Dundee have got to do something about that pitch in the summer. And and because we all know from last season with St Johnson, you can't yeah. mid season once it's. They're not going to sort out yeah. that corner of the pitch now. Oh, I mean, you know, they just can't. They've not even got planning permission for the new stadium yet. No. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I, I, I like—I I don't like the idea where the stadium's going. There's other sites I would have preferred it in Dundee, but I like the idea of a new stadium. I've got to be honest. And, you know, if, if you could do something to Denzer Tannadies, or, or, you know, not one down share and do some wonderful job with other great. You know, I, I'm as much a traditionalist as anybody else. Mm -hmm. And I don't like the idea of kind of one of the stadium or even maybe both disappearing. But, you know, look, you've got to move on in life. You can't, you know, you, you've got to progress. Um, yeah, that's something. I, I consider though, if you're if you're if you are going to share a ground, mm -hmm. you've got two teams playing on the pitch. That'll need a bigger budget. Oh. Absolutely. Twice the wear. Yeah, yeah twice the wear. That's a good, a very good point. But no, they're going to have to, they're going to have to address this uh, situation, um, because they're not going to be at the new stadium if it does come off for what two, three years. Mm -hmm. You know. Anyway. No, yeah, no, it's not acceptable <coughs> to do nothing until and in the the hope expectation mm -hmm. that. They can't just you can't just say the SPFL and your other teams in the league, you know, because Dundee are going to be in the Premiership mm. next season. That's for sure the way they're playing. You can't just, you know, we're moving in a couple of years. You know, just <laughs> just is what it is type thing. That's not. But I, I get how it will it will it will feel like dead money mm -hmm. to yep. to <coughs> and them. But yeah. then that's it's not that's, an exciting spend. But there's a lot of things like that, you know. Shooting yeah. right off the top. If you're trying if you're trying to sell a house <laughs> and you get unlucky enough that your boiler packs in. You still have to put it in before you move, and that's, that's you know that's there's mm -hmm. you know that's that's the sort of there's, there's dead money. Well, if somebody moves in and buys, and there's something you haven't indicated in the, you know, in the selling of it, you've got to you've got to fork out the money. I mean, that's that's just life. That's just life. They play in the top football league in Scotland, and they should have a pitch which is capable of hosting. I mean, I mean, I say this, McCormick. Right? The weather, will, you know, the weather will always beat anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's the roads okay, that are flooded, okay. whether it's a, a a sudden monsoon downpour, and no pitch on earth could handle. But you know, three times this season, January the second was, wasn't wasn't such an occasion. No, no you're no. right. You're right. Right, Greg Stewart. Oh. Are you or nay, Sean? Nay, nay. Mm -mm. I'm a nay as well. I, but I'm, 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 I'm no. On the on the on the on the never bring them back theory, or oh. the fact that he's been India and he's not really <laughs> done anything. Yeah, I mean, I should I should I should say that that is entirely gut feeling. Yes. There's nothing. There's nothing beyond that. That's, You're not an avid watcher of the, I'm not, the Indian. I'm not, I'm not Mumbai FC. I can I can confidently state I've never seen a minute of it, so I don't know how he's been doing. What's the David Robertson like documentary? That was a good one. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, uh, for, for just on feeling, nah. and that and it is largely because you know he had a great spell at Dundee. He's a hero, all of that stuff. But it's a few years ago. It's a while ago saying, saying that it does uh, no harm to bring him in and give him a week in training and see what he looks like. Well, think, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, but it's you know the window's open for another what two weeks yet. Mm -hmm. give them just. He'll have a few weeks. options though. I think somebody <coughs> in the uh, yeah you know as well then Jim are you? On balance, yeah, but but is he what that, they need? Just is he the type of, is he the type of and I don't want forward. to get into that kind of Indian, it's like Indian football. Who you know Indian football might be terrific. No, no, I, mean, yeah. I don't watch it. You know, is he fifty three? So. I think. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. he was never blessed with pace, no, and no. that's not no. net. That's not essential no, to a player. His style of play. exactly. So that doesn't matter. But I think it is. Um, I think it's handy if you've got boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. other boys in the team that are also no blessed with pace, and and they're not. Yeah. Well, Dundee. I would be more excited just as as a. As a prospect with Michael Mellon, to be honest, mm -hmm. yes, if agreed. they can get him and mm -hmm. him loan because 
I mean, 15 goals in 27 at Morecambe, yeah. and we all know how good Morecambe are, mm-hmm. thanks to uh, Derek <laughs> Adams telling one. us all yeah. about it. How, how much better than Ross County at Morecambe was. 100 times better. 100 times better. <laughs> so we're expecting so, that. Uh, uh, listen, Mike, Mike, so he must be amazing. A guy called Stevie Melner, some of the older guys, so listen to this, will remember from Dundee Junior days, he was half as good as Stevie, will be a player. Well, no, I, I agree with you. I would, I would yeah. go for... Melon over over the nostalgia one. Well, you look at the goals that he scored. He scores all loads of different types of goals. There's, mm-hmm. there's ones he just pokes them into the bottom corner. I haven't really been looking at his goals, but you clearly have. <laughs> no, no, so. good man. He looks good. He good. looks good. So, and he's Ross County have got no he? chance. I thought that was hilarious yeah, when I read that and that story oh. that oh Ross County are interested. Well, <coughs> Derek Adams has talked himself out of it. Is he not? Why would why would why would Burnley want to send him to a club uh, that are a hundred times worse than the one he's just been at? It's ridiculous. I know. Can you imagine that dress? That gets stupider and stupider. The more you think about that, it does. It, gets oh, it doesn't after. get any better, does it? I mean, I think, well, again, we're not going to get in. He's they're taking a, it's either going to go spectacularly right or spectacularly yeah. wrong mm-hmm. for Dross County in the second half of the season. But, you know, there we go. That's, well, let's hope it's, if it goes <laughs> let's wrong. Hope it's wrong. If it goes wrong, we know why. Because they're rubbish. Yeah. So says the manager. Indeed. So we're outside, Dundee aren't signing Greg Stewart, but they're signing Michael Mellon. We get Mickey Mellon oh, up to watch a couple of games as well. Mellon, there we go. Why not? Why not? So finish off with Saints. They have brought in three Benji Kimpioka. <laughs> uh-huh. And what I do know, I did my homework more on him oh, than good. I have on Michael Mellon. Yeah. He can run like the wind, Sean. <laughs> oh, good. Right. So is that. It's flying. been a while since we've seen that. Exactly. At McDermott so Park. Is that, a, that, that is a good thing for the St. Johnson strike force yeah. straight off the bat isn't it it is it's, I think there's been a little Costello was the one we hoped he had a, would yes, do that I know I know, I know yeah there, there's, there's been a, a wee section of the season since Craig Levine came in where at, at times he's been forced into the square peg and a round hole thing up mm-hmm. top in particular um, so somebody who's used to playing that and furthermore has some has some pace about them will be a massive upgrade on, on, on asking someone to do a job which is what which is what Craig Levine is. Who's the last repeat so you had at McDermott Park? <sighs> Easy. That old Halloran. Is it? Oh, yeah. Aye. Rapid. Aye. Uh, when he was at his peak. Yeah, 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 yeah incredibly aye, quick. Right very, very quick. <coughs> um, nobody, no defender was keeping up with him when he was at his best, anyway. Uh, but so yes, it's been a while, and yes, that would be great. Um, what you don't, it'll be interesting to see whether whether he uh, allies that sort of pace with an ability to hold the ball up because you don't often get those two together because it's usually a big lumbering sort who does the hold up and then somebody runs off him. But I don't think Saints are, are going to be playing like that. I think it'll um, be Benji to get in behind, yeah, and then Nicky Clark <coughs> to yeah be in the areas that you can actually take a bit of advantage of Just that, and, and a link man as well. Yeah, I think. Listen, no rocket science right, to, yeah. to suggest that that will be the partnership that in yeah. Craig Levine's mind at the well, moment with the players he's got. The bit his... that interested me, that, 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 I'm not going to say confused because that's not the right word, but it's uh, it confounded me a little bit was the Kelchin signing the Israeli. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you look at his profile as a, a central defensive midfielder and you think, how's he fitting into that team? Mm. Because that's been mm. an area of strength well, already. Spoiler alert, but oh, we've got, go I've got quotes on him for later in the week. Oh, my word. Okay. Yeah. okay. I think predominantly he'll end up, I think he'll, he'll be at wing back more than really? midfield. Right. I would still, on the right, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. You would, yes. And I do think, oh, again, I don't, no, I don't want to do myself in with what, what we're mm-hmm. running, and I can't remember what day it is, but anyway, Craig, I th- he likes... He likes players that can play two or three positions. Yeah, well, that's and I think yeah. I think that tallies with a sm- uh, making a squad smaller. Yeah, 
And I think he can look at... And he's buying into what St. Johnston do in mm-hmm. terms of guys that have, mm-hmm. have had a good football upbringing, got pedigree, mm-hmm. and are still of an age to go again, which yeah. was, let's face it, it was the, it was the Tommy Wright way. It was, it was mm-hmm. the way before Tommy Wright. You know, you're a holler and Steve McLean's blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> let's see if it works out with those two who, who do have... Yes. Big, big, well, big was, club pedigree. It was the defensive midfielder thing that confounded me. Mm-hmm. I just thought, they don't need that. No, they don't at the moment. No. So uh, it was strange. But that, that, that enlightens it slightly. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. We shall see. We shall mm. see. Jim? See, when you say that, actually, more and more I'm tempted to think it's actually the only way for St. Johnson that you've got to go for. Both, and not just St. Johnson, that you know increasingly can... You know, I, I'm a big fan of bringing the kids through and all the rest of it as well, but it's getting harder. Yeah. It's getting harder to bring local kids. There's, 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 there's not enough of them. That's, I mean, we're going for, we're going back to where um, I was speaking about United. I actually think there's more money to be made in terms of, of investment to be an academy mm-hmm. finishing school yeah. for, say, a Jason Kerr, Ali McCann type, the, mm-hmm. the good ones that mm-hmm. you've let the good boys club do the work, yeah. and to get a Dan Phillips, a Matt Smith, you know, ones that yeah. have kind of just Fran Franchak, actually. Fran Franchak, yeah, a... but not mm-hmm. to not to not to bet the house on that. Not yes. to think you're yeah. going to get them all the time, and to to get because I think if St Johnston, again, I don't want to go back to United, but I don't think there's many assets in that team. But I think if the worst came to the worst for St Johnston, and the or not even not even the worst came to the worst, if they stayed in the top flight, I think you could make money out of Mitov, you could make money out of Smith, you could make money out of Phillips, and they're guys that we've only <coughs> had in. For six six months, mm-hmm. fired Phillips yeah. is a bit longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, you can make money that way. Yeah, you you kind of almost look Franchat like looks like he could. Franchat, but again, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, other yeah, side yeah. of it. I know I appreciate he's, he's that. The, but he's uh, he's the, there's he not many. Like he's got value. You, you, is that tallying what you're you're yeah, thinking, Jim? Yeah, I, I think so. And and you know, from Levine's point of view, I mean, apart from anything else, I mean, you know, the, the difference between Levine not working at Breaking, but working, you know, from what he knows at mm-hmm. hearts. You know, and, and at Dundee United, where you know where Eddie kind of you know backed him very, very fully as well. Um, Saints are in a different ball game now. You know, as you say, Stan Harrison, Jeff Brown now back with their hands in the tiller. Have went. We're not going to that line again. You know, we're this club will, will, will be back to being run mm-hmm. sensibly. That's that wee period where we bluntly went off our heads. That's not going to happen <laughs> again. You know, um, that's not going to happen again. So, you want players that can that have got that ability to almost multitask. You're at right back today, son. Mm. You know, <laughs> next week you're at left back. You know what I mean? Luke Roy, he loves, uh, that's not a spoiler alert because the quotes have been run. Mm. He, he loves Luke Robinson for that very mm. reason. Yeah. The fact that yeah. we're, as, and I, I, I did an instance, I just, I was just, you know, bored on Twitter and on mm-hmm. X, whatever you want. I said, look, Saints fans, poll. would you take, mm. I yeah. didn't do one, I didn't do an actual yeah. poll, oh, you like an actual oh, right, poll, right, Jim. Yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I says, would you take, would you take Robinson or Montgomery? Mm-hmm. And I think there were more Saints fans probably went for yeah. Robinson, even though yeah. you would, if you were looking for an out-and-out left wing-back, you'd say Montgomery. Yeah. But Robinson... Bunch of pragmatists. But yeah, yeah, you've got to be pragmatic. Well, the, but. the other thing is, you know, managers certainly and fans just love a, a player that says, just give me that jersey. Mm-hmm. I just want the jersey. I just want to play. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't care. Play me anyway. I just want to play. I want to be in this team. Because it tells you all about their mentality and their approach to the game, you know. Instead of somebody going to cream puff because they've been asked to yeah. play one in. You Here's know? just you just to, <coughs> to finish off things off. The, the the thing that I've most not been impressed, but the thing that's most reassured me, or two things have reassured me about Craig Levine and St Johnson. Mm-hmm. The first was how quickly he got to grips with. There's not 
the fence banger thing slightly surprised me, <coughs> yeah. but he's got very quickly to grips with what's what the circumstances needed. Yeah, the players that he could use, and, and he's he's, he's got the best out of them. Mm. I think he's he, he got that within yeah very quick couple very you know mm. first couple of games, mm. and it, it's it's looked that way ever since. But the the other thing, and this was this was the question mark that I had in my head. Not the mojo thing. I, I got the. Imp- I, I wasn't. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, if he's still got the fire in the belly, and mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't doubt that. Mm-hmm. But I did wonder whether, even though he's been at Brechin, I did mm-hmm. wonder whether the fact that he's, you know, his clubs have been Hearts, mm-hmm. Leicester, mm-hmm. Scotland, United <coughs> when they were spending yeah. money and yeah. still, yeah. you know, they were in the good times type thing. Mm-hmm. Even though he took them over when they were, they were near the bottom of the league, but. Mm-hmm. I did wonder whether he would quickly get into the whether he would. He said all the right things, but whether after a few months it would frustrate him. Right. The St Johnston way of doing things mm-hmm. and the way mm-hmm. of you know this how St Johnston need to the market St Johnston in in terms of the players and all mm-hmm. the rest of it. That's reassured me greatly the fact that I don't get I don't get the impression like Steve Lomas. We used to, it was a standing joke that you know, great guy, great for us, mm-hmm. good St Johnston manager doesn't probably. Get the credit he deserved yeah. because of what happened. Good but yeah. bloody hell, he, he, every after every mm. game and every play was budget, budget this. And you're just like, oh yeah. no, yeah. just you are what you are. Go to war like you know that. what I mean? Yeah. You can't fight. But Levine isn't like that. No, he's he's well, he gets it. He's going to use that word again, pragmatist. Well, that, 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 that's not going to be a hill to die on at St Johnson for no, a long, long time again, not. if ever. You know that, mm-hmm. that whole budget thing. I mean, you. But you, you remember you you did deal with Steve yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, Lomas a lot. I like Lomas. It was like the budget one. Oh, it's like. Here we go again, you know. <laughs> but you've got to remember the environment you come from. And I think I think that's one of the problems. If you've been if you've been raised, uh, I mean, you know, we know that Big Craig was doing at Leicester and all the rest of it. But if you've been raised, your football yeah. career's been in that English environment. It's a much wealthier, richer environment, you know. So w- when you come up to Scotland, particularly then, particularly with Saints, were run. I mean, very very frugal. Particularly with Jeff, you know? who's, yeah. but, mm-hmm. but who was a, 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 a probably one of the most committed mm-hmm. to that idea of no we'll run it mm-hmm. the way it needs that's to right. be run mm-hmm. and we're not going to be silly that's a wash and that was that was how it was with jeff probably more so than a lot of own, a lot of mm-hmm. other owners mm-hmm. around the country so it, it was a doubly rude awakening for likes of lomas who's come from mm-hmm. ah we'll just push the boat out we'll that's just right. we'll try this that's we'll try that to keep up with them and da, 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 da. get to st johnson and jeff just go nope <laughs> absolutely not and that's yeah. it yeah no I, I i reckon the conversations between Levine and Stan and Levine and Jeff, I think they'll be blunt. It'll be an understanding. Yeah, I think, I think they, they, they get it. But yeah, like I say, that's a that's a, that's a biggie for me. You know, you, you quickly get the impression where somebody's trying to, he says one thing, but he's like, oh, come on, come mm. on, come on. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Which, is, which isn't to say you don't, you, you, <coughs> any manager's got to push a chairman or a chief exec and, you know, you, you wouldn't be doing your job that's if you had to say one more. Course. You know what I mean? You've right, got, right. we could, if we get this one, but right. don't, don't be like, oh, or you try to work it out. I, I, I'd like this guy in. Okay, well, get him in. You need somebody off the books. Mm-hmm. Who can who you prepare to lose? You know that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I'm intrigued with the Levine thing. I mean, it, it came out of the blue, didn't it? I mean, I, I, I never expected. I kind of, yes and no. Yes you know, and no, because I, I didn't know his mindset. Uh, no, well, I could see no, Jeff that, wanting that's him. Right, but I mean, because you're, you're yes, kind of, you get out of touch because he's going to break him. You're conditioned to, to rule him out. Occasionally covering for Radio Scotland at Tannadice or something like that. But you see him. But what, what intrigues me now, as I think about it, I, I think two things. I think one. He might well now be settling for that elder statesman role. He does the manager's gig for a year, 18 months, and he steps in. Levine steps up to kind of like an overall director yeah. of football, um, um, director okay. of football, she, she, you know, chief chief operating officer or whatever, or something like that. Or 
he reinvents himself and somebody says, here, this guy used to be a scholar manager, he used to be the, the Hearts manager, the Leicester manager, the United manager. I wonder if he used to do a job for us, you know. I'm, I'm not sure about the Mojo stuff. I mean, I think, you know, um, he was always a very passionate kind of fiery character and I think he's still got that volcanic element uh, there. But, you know, as you get older, you realise it doesn't stand you in good stead. You, you kind of, I mean, I think they said earlier on here, you know, his first week or two, he'll just be sitting there in the car watching the guys in the training ground, watching them, assessing, you know, you know, picking out kind of weaknesses and strengths and, and mentalities and all the rest of it. You know, I mean, he's, he's kind of, at Scottish level, he's a very good manager. He's a very good manager. I, mean, I think it'll be, it'll be an intriguing period, I think, for Saints over the next two or three seasons to see how they develop. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard on reflection, I think, um, that they could have done anything, anything smarter. Yeah, well, done, well, we'll you know? see how it plays out in the Scottish Cup, see how they get on. Mm-hmm. Do you a Scottish Cup win of any sort? I'm not talking about well, the tournament. I'm talking about, no, no, I'm not talking about it's the tournament. It's been a while, right, enough. A game. Yeah, so a few years. A, a, cup, a cup win. <laughs> Just winning a match would be good for St. Johnson. That would be a start. And and Dundee, I don't know if it'd be good or bad for Dundee to win this one, given their their fixture list. But yes, of course, they want to stay in the cup. You know, the 50th anniversary of not winning anything. So, you know, it's a good good time for them to get to a cup final, wouldn't it? Yeah, excellent. Right, on that note, thank you very much, gentlemen. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye, just now. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.